You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. New Match, Newport's exclusive dating service. Are you tired of the same dating scene? Do you want to have your last first date? It's time to meet your new match. New Match is an exclusive dating service focusing on exclusive Newport clientele. At New Match, we're here for you. Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week we are talking about Season 3, Episode 19, The Secrets and Lies. Original air date, March 30th, 2006. Written by Stephanie Savage and directed by Mike Fresco. Summary for this week. Julie and Dr. Roberts announce their engagement and the Cooper ladies move in with Summer and her dad. Meanwhile, Marissa drifts away from Summer and the group while she seeks solace in the company of the bad boy, Volchuk. Sure does. Oh, boy. I liked this episode, but as I was texting you, you thought it was frustrating. I I think it started out really uh, light, obviously, because Ryan's energy and, you know, everyone's joking around and Kiki's really excited about going out with Sandy. And then, like, as the episode continues, I'm like, okay, this is, like, so many frustrating points. Obviously, like, the Ryan Volchuk situation. Kind of Sadie frustrated me a little bit, too. Uh, obviously, Marissa frustrated me. Summer, I feel like everyone frustrated me, and I didn't really have an MVP. It was kind of hard for me to pick one this week. But that's just my personal opinion, you know. No, no, I can't wait to discuss with you because, as always, I texted Liz while I was watching, and I was like, I'm crying right now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, boy. And I was like, well, we'll see if you feel the same way, which you I, said you And did. I cried at the same part at that you part. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we do get into the episode, though, Mike, our buddy, Del underscore Vasto on Instagram. Ice cream correspondent. He does our ice cream correspondent. And I love how he phrases it as the scoop of the week. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) I know. So he chose to pair with this episode, Haagen-Dazs Spirits Vodka Key Lime Pie for two reasons. Oh, damn. Yeah. I never even knew that Haagen-Dazs has a spirits line. Did you? No, right? No, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, He says the two reasons are, one, Marissa and her drinking. (laughs) And two, this is a flavor that he's never tried before and wanted to pick an ice cream flavor with alcohol in it since Marissa is starting to consume alcohol again and Kiki and Seth go to NAA meeting. Clever. Clever. Very good. And I cannot wait to hear how it was. Hopefully, you'll yeah, that sounds really, really good. Yeah. Okay, so the episode opens up at the bait shop. We have Summer and Seth. They are on the second floor and they're just watching Sadie and Ryan. Summer is so tuned in to Sadie's body language. Her palms are up. That means that she's really into Ryan. And Seth is trying to reassure her, saying that Ryan wants to take it slow. Right. So he says. So he says. And Summer's like, well, this is a hot new couple alert. And you've heard it here first. 
Ryan and Sadie get up and they're holding hands and you can tell they just want to have some alone time. Yeah, Seth and Summer are like ready to leave with them and they're like, no, you guys stay here. We're good. Yeah, Yeah. Ryan's (laughs) like, oh, we'll see you at home. And Summer says that she's really happy for them, which I thought was really big of her. Same. And Seth says that he feels weird and Summer's like, well, I would only feel weird if I saw Marissa, like if Marissa over, you know, could see them together, then I would feel weird. But speaking of Marissa, she's actually also at the bait shop and she's down below hanging out with Volchuk and his buddies. And Seth is actually the one who sees her first. And he's and then Summer sees and he's like, oh, my God, like clearly the body doesn't lie. Right. They're like and, making out, bo- touching each other all over. <laughs> yeah. Which was so funny because Summer's like, ew. And Seth is like, no, I think it's saying touch my pooper. Yeah. Touch my pooper. <laughs> <laughs> because he kind of at this point playfully mocks her like oh yeah well what does that body language right right and summer does say she hasn't even seen or really spoken to marissa because she's been staying at the trailer yeah because that their parents are away so they parents would assume that summer and marissa would be staying at the roberts house but marissa hasn't been there in a while so Hmm. right yeah i know The next morning, Summer decides that she's going to visit Marissa and also pick her up before school. So she gets to Marissa's trailer. She's banging on the door. She's screaming like, Coop, Coop, like open up. Meanwhile, inside, Marissa's passed out in her underwear with Volchuk on the couch. And (laughs) the, the trailer's disgusting. There's beer bottles everywhere. There's garbage everywhere. And so the banging wakes Marissa up. She tells Volchuk, like, you need to, like, go hide. Yeah. Yeah. And she throws on what I'm assuming is his shirt. Yeah. And she looks so good in this. So good. She's got, like, great (laughs) next morning hair. Yeah. And (laughs) Summer comes in and she's like, wow, you're looking good, Coop. Yeah. And she knows she wants to bring this up to Marissa like, hey, I saw you last night with Volchuk, but there's they both end up getting phone calls from their parents. Yeah. And Marissa's very hungover, too. Oh, yeah. So she's like, I mean, oh, I have a sinus infection. <laughs> yeah, which is a total lie. I mean, Summer clearly sees all the beer bottles around. And so they both get a call. Julie calls Marissa. Neil calls Summer. They're both back from their uh, vacation and they want the girls to have dinner with both of them at 8 p.m. Right. So they hang up the phone and they both look at each other like, oh, it was my mom. Oh, it was my dad. Dinner at 8. Yeah. And Marissa's like, okay, I'm going to go get dressed and showered. And Summer's like, yeah, you're going to need to do a little bit more than that. She enters her bedroom and Volchuk is just taking a hit from a bong. And he's just like, wake and bake, baby. He's like, it's cherry. <laughs> Yeah, like what a what a hot mess. Meanwhile, at the Cohens, we have Ryan and Seth in the kitchen. This part I just was cracking it's, up. <laughs> Ryan is so unbelievably chipper. The way he like presents the bait shop to Seth, yeah. he's like, "I like that place, the bait shop." Like he's never been there before. <laughs> Yeah, and he says how Sadie really likes the DJ, and they want to go back out tonight because she really wants to get him on the dance floor. And Seth is like, "Uh, what? You don't dance? Sandy enters, and 
Ryan just like hits him playfully on the shoulder and Sandy's look was like, He's like, oh, you're you're in a good mood this morning. (laughs) So Ryan, he leaves. He tells them to cheer up and Sandy and Seth are just like, what the heck is going on with Ryan? Kirsten enters and she's trying to be all sweet towards Sandy and she's like, oh, remember our romantic dinner tonight? And then we're going to have a romantic walk on the beach. But Sandy is so cold. He's like, listen, I can't do this. I need to be in the right frame of mind for a date night. Yeah. And Kirsten was so excited. She was like just as chipper as Ryan. So it was funny that Ryan like was chipper and then leaves and then Kirsten comes in. She's like all chipper. (laughs) Yeah. But I also I'm like a right frame of mind to have a date with your wife. Right. That's strange. You can't even go to dinner with her and. I don't know. I mean, I mean, clearly this whole hospital situation has been such a red button because Kirsten has judged him on how he's handled it. And so he has kept everything to himself for the most part, like the details, like she knows overall he's getting the hospital, but he right. hasn't let her in to how it's going. It's either the hospital or Matt. And we know that Obviously, he makes a decision to fire Matt, but Kirsten does know that decision. So I'm sure she realizes how heavy that is weighing on Sandy. But, like, don't you think he would want to, like, relax with his wife? Like, get that off of his mind? But I don't know. And he's just, yeah, and he's just being so vague. Yeah. Um, So he he ends up leaving. But Seth brings up the fact to Kirsten, like, hey, dad's been working a lot lately and if you want, I'll be your date. Love this. Which I thought was just so sweet. And so she's really excited because clearly, I mean, what mother wouldn't be excited for any of their children to want to go on a date with them? Like, I know if I was like, mom, can we go to lunch? She'd be like over the moon. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So as we know, Ryan left. He ended up going to Sadie's to have like a pre-school makeout. Makeout. <laughs> and it doesn't really last long because he realizes like, oh, shit, I got to get to school. But they make a plan to see each other later on because they keep getting interrupted. So right. like later on, we're going to continue where we left off. We get to school and we have Seth and Summer. They're talking about how happy Ryan is. And how weird it is. And Summer's like, yeah, well, Volchuk is Ryan's kryptonite, which was so funny because she kept mixing up comic book references. (laughs) And Seth makes a comment to be like, and she's like, I don't know what Marissa sees in him. He's greasy. He's dirty. And Seth is like all of us where he's like, well, he's got good abs. Great abs. abs." And then jokes about... um, how he knows he has abs and Summer's like, no, those are your ribs. No, they're your ribs. Good try. <laughs> he also compliments Volchek's biceps. So Seth gets it. Later at night, we are at the Roberts because we have this special family dinner. There's champagne popping because how often do we get engaged? Which <laughs> was verbatim. And Marissa and Summer, they're sitting on the couch and Summer gets up right away she's so excited she goes over and hugs them and marissa's on the couch just like are you fucking kidding me but also like so doesn't care i know it's like a strange way to i feel like i was was so it was so hard for me to read marissa this episode i'm like what is bothering her obviously we know a lot of things are bothering her but i'm like okay so yes we know your mom has been married you know three times now at this point 
I thought you were happy if she's happy. Now we're mad at this. And then also she's mad at Summer kind of for prying a little bit, I'm sure. And then we do have the scene later on at school with Rod. Like, I just, I, I, I can't read her. I don't know. I think she's just, I mean, this was definitely, last week was definitely the beginning of her just putting up walls and turning everything off. Yeah, she and just this- flipped the switch. She's flipped this, which is a perfect way to put it. But as, you know, Summer is up congratulating them, Marissa's just sitting on the couch and Julie goes to give her champagne and she's like, it's fine. You can have a little bit. Marissa gets a phone call. She's like, okay, I'll be right out. She downs the champagne and she's like, congrats, like totally monotoned. She goes to leave and Julie obviously wants her to stay and she's like listen I'm not gonna screw up your golden ticket yeah and she's like I have a friend who needs me and she's like Julie's like but I need you like this is a big important step in my life and Marissa just couldn't give a shit at all yeah right so she goes to leave and Summer follows after her but Summer stops because she sees Volchuk's there and Marissa gets on the back of his bike Mm -hmm. and Marissa sees Summer Oh, yeah. So oh, she's yeah. like, hmm, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten and Seth, they go on their date. This is their first date. Uh, they're in the car. They're talking about the Accusa film that they just saw. And Kirsten gets all reminiscent. And she's like, do you remember when I took you to see Fantasia? And I just miss doing things like this with you. And so Seth's like, well, we can do this again if you want. Which was so sweet, and Kirsten's like, okay, great, I'll pick the next Yeah, that's so sweet. I like that we're utilizing Kirsten. Like, give her more airtime. But I agree with you, because we saw her help out Ryan, and now she gets to bond with Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the car, though, Summer calls Seth, and she's talking so fast, and she's all flustered, and she's like, my dad and Julie just got engaged, and Seth's like, whoa, 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 what? (laughs) like julie and neil are engaged so that's how kirsten hears yeah she's like oh shit (laughs) and she's like oh my god here we go and she's just in a spiral she's like marissa took off with the surf nazi and marissa's in a slut spiral and i need you to get ryan to talk to her yeah which mm, i didn't like that but i didn't like it too because seth is so hesitant he's like oh my god but ryan is in such a good mood like i don't want to do this but it's also not his place it's not his place and seth also knows that but again he's being the good boyfriend and i'm sure he does care for marissa so kirsten and seth they get home seth is hesitant but he heads to the pool house and he's knocking and the pool house is locked because inside Ryan and Sadie are, they have candles going. They have like a hot makeout session in progress. And Seth just keeps knocking. He's like, when the hell did we get locks on this? <laughs> it's like this ongoing joke because yeah. it's been locked before. And Seth's like, listen, I didn't want to tell you this through the door, but Volchek and Marissa are hooking up. And so this like, Obviously, instantly ruins the mood. Ryan gets up. He opens the door. Seth sees Sadie in there. Sadie leaves, and he's like, oh, man. He's like, ah, hey. (laughs) This is awkward. (laughs) Sorry I ruined the mood. And so the next day at school, Seth asks Ryan, like, what are you going to do about Volchuk? 
And, and I love what Ryan's response was. Yes, me too. Because Ryan's <laughs> like, it's not my problem. Right. Like, what do you mean? I'm going to plan my date with Sadie, hopefully have it at her house so you don't interrupt us. And that's what I'm going to do from now on. I, like, Marissa's not my responsibility. Yeah. And he says, you know, she makes her own decisions. And he says this, like, the way I just delivered it is because I'm fire up. But Ryan says it in such a calm way. Yeah, he does. To the point where Seth comments about how zen he is. Mm -hmm. So it's just a funny version of Ryan. It's like a happy, chipper, zen Ryan Atwood. It's like what strange mix. It's like we're in the twilight zone. Right. But we know how Ryan works. And Ryan sees Marissa in the hallway. She's putting away her books in her locker. And he goes over to her and he says... You know, I missed you in class. We had that test today. And Marissa's looking like a hot mess. And she's like, oh, that was today. My bad. And then she drops her flask. Yeah. And Ryan picks it up, gives it to her. And she's like, thanks. I got to go. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously this strikes a chord with Ryan. So I was just like, oh, my God, her flask. Yeah. (laughs) Flask to school. Like, not good. Yeah. At the end of the day, we have Marissa. She's outside. She's on Summer's hood of the car car, and she's drinking. And Summer comes out, and she's like, are you getting drunk? And Marissa's like, "Uh, more like staying drunk. <laughs> and they have this So sassy. And- <laughs> I know. This back and forth exchange about, like, what are you doing? And then Marissa accuses Summer of being daddy's little girl and – it's just this hot mess. The one, and then, the one. Oh, yeah. what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say the one line I absolutely loved is that they referenced Veronica Mars. Oh, I loved that too. But I was going to say the one line that I actually like rubbed me the wrong way was when Summer said, "Oh, aren't you just the saddest girl in the world?" And I was like, yeah. "Bitch, she is though. You don't even know how bad it is." Like, oi. right? And it's so true because Summer. She sees her friend spiraling and hurting, but in her mind, she thinks it's so superficial. She's acting up. Right, like she can get over this when clearly this girl needs a lot of therapy. (laughs) Right, and she's just hooking up with Volchuk to rebel. Meanwhile, there's so much going on, but Marissa also doesn't open up. True. And she even says that. She's like, why do you even care? Like, you have Seth. Ryan has his new girlfriend. I'm not hurting anyone. Why do you care? And so it's true because Marissa, for for how many episodes now, has decided she doesn't want to inconvenience anybody. Yeah, it's true. It's really yeah. It's, it, uh, it's, it's so frustrating it so to sad. watch. Yeah, it's so sad. And you know, last week we saw her trying multiple times to hang out with Summer and give her phone calls. But like when your best friend is so tuned into their own issues as they should and have the right to. Why would you keep trying? Mm-hmm. You know? And the boy that you used to confide in no longer can you. So your safe space is no longer your safe space. And you've never really been that close with your mom in terms of getting, you know, exchanging feelings. Right. So she's acting up. Uh, but over at the trailer, Julie is packing and Kirsten's there. And Julie's discussing marriage and. How they all can't be like Sandy and Kirsten, which Kirsten just gives her a look because if Julie only knew, you know, everybody has problems. 
And Kirsten's like, are you sure you're doing this for the right intentions? There's no, you know, he does have a large estate. And she's like, listen, Kirsten, like I would live in this trailer <laughs> if he wanted to. Not that I'm offering. Not that I'm offering. <laughs> but I would be fine. I have no agenda. And as they're bringing their boxes out, Gus, which we love our our friend Gus, he's pissing on the side of the tra- on the side of the trailer, and Kirsten walks out. He's like, "Hey, are you our new tenant?" and goes to shake her hand, and Ugh. It's just very. And then funny. afterwards, he smells it. Yes, Ugh. he's so gross. Gus. He's so gross. <laughs> so gross. Uh, but Julie, she gets to Neil's. She tips the mover she's all settled in she's jumping up and down and then the housekeeper sees her and is making a face and julie's trying to speak awful spanish towards her and she's filipino yeah she's like um i speak english first of all sadie and ryan attempt to go on another date they are at the diner they're sitting on the same side of the booth which mm-hmm. me and you have discussed mm-hmm. same side of booths before. They are eating chili fries. They're laughing. And Ryan is just like, listen, we're good. Seth is nowhere near us. There's no way this night can be screwed up. And- yeah, because Sadie was like, oh, how romantic. Chili fries at the diner. He's like, uh, that's all I know what to do, really. Like, he's in high school. What's his big romantic, like date going to be I don't know I just see the way the Sadie had some snarky remarks in this episode which later on I will get into I still really like her as a character but I was just like Sadie what do you want I know her sarcasm was definitely not coming out more (laughs) and I'm not sure if it's because she's just so frustrated maybe so even though things are going well every time that it doesn't go well with Ryan. It's like another thing that's about to set her off. And because I I was thinking the same thing, like, hey, you guys are teenagers. What else do you do? You get food, you make out. Right. It's not like you're going to be going on these, like, elaborate vacations and, I don't know, driving two hours somewhere. Like, you're just, this is Newport. Like, this is what you do. I don't know. (laughs) And, hey, not for nothing, but since they've met, they've been through a bunch of things like why not have just a boring normal date and like they've they're very sexually driven as a couple yeah that i feel like let's just talk like let's have a normal let's have a meal what do we need to have a whole like fired up hot sexy moment all the time we don't Right. right but um it's interrupted because volchuk's gang of hooligans walks in and as they're walking in Sadie she makes a mention that she has some good news but she doesn't actually get to tell Ryan that because Ryan's doing his best to ignore Volchuk's buddies but they are just being very loud they're talking about Marissa and how Volchuk and Marissa are hooking up and Sadie just gets up she walks out and Ryan follows her and he's like, listen, like he, she's like, every time we try to do something, our mood gets ruined. And it's like, not how could they even predict that? You right. Know? And she also says she's not mad, though. No, she's, she's like, not, not mad. mad <laughs> but she's just frustrated. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. But anyway, so Ryan's like, OK, 
we'll leave, but like first let me go in there. So he goes in there and the buddies are like, hey, it's little bitch. And Ryan gets in his face. He's like, listen, he's like, I want you to tell Volchuk to meet me tomorrow morning underneath the pier. And then they start laughing. He's like, do you think you could remember that? Or do I have to write it down? Which just made me laugh because as much as Ryan is the badass with the fist, they could also take Ryan. Right. There, like, there's a lot of them. They could have been like, oh, what'd you say, you punk-ass little bitch? And, like, take him by <laughs> <Yeah>. his <laughs> hood outside, you know? Unless they know better. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. So the next morning, Ryan's under the pier and he meets Volchuk. And Volchuk, of course, starts off with like snarky remarks about Marissa and him. And he's like, listen, whoever Marissa wants to be with is who she wants to be with. But I'm just letting you know I'm not looking after her anymore. And now it's on you. And you need to treat her right because she deserves it. Like very calm. Yeah, and, and I think Volchuk, like, understood. He's like, oh, okay, you're just looking out for her. Maybe I should look out for her, too. Like, she deserves that. Well, totally, because he, as soon as Ryan, you know, spoke to him very straight up, Volchuk, you could tell, definitely took it in. I mean, even his facial expression Yeah, totally like, his whole changed. demeanor changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he definitely understood, and... I feel like Volchuk, I don't know, he's just one of those dudes that probably could change, but it he's so wound tight that it it just can't happen. So after Ryan has the talk with Volchuk, he heads to Sadie's and he walks in and there's a dude there. Sexy and, Bob. Yeah, and <laughs> Ryan starts assuming and he's like, wow, I screw up and you already replaced me. And Sadie's like, well, no, Bob is the one who bought the house and this was the good news I wanted to tell you. Right. And she's like, do you want to tell me what's up with Volchok and Marissa? And Ryan's like, no, no, it's good. Like, I handled it and it's finished. And she's like, well, actually, I think my time here is finished as well. The house is sold. There's no reason for me to be here. Right. And Ryan kind of looks at her. He doesn't really say anything. And she's like, well, if I stayed, what am I supposed to do? Like, wait for you to finish high school and then follow you to college. Yeah. And Ryan's like, I didn't even think about this. And she's like, yeah, because you haven't thought about the future. You haven't had to. And Ryan's right. like, I just want to take you to dinner. Right. Like, that's it for now. It's like, so it's typical woman versus man. Like, the girl, not to, like, you know, bring sex into this at all, because obviously it could be different a lot, but she's always thinking ahead, million steps ahead, and the guy's just like, oh, I'm just thinking of now and tomorrow, maybe. But it's just, it's funny because she obviously is planning on leaving, and she's getting her ducks in a row, and he hasn't thought about having to deal with that so he's like I just wanted to take you out to dinner so then later on when she says well he didn't fight for me I'm like pump the brakes pump the brakes Sadie I don't know something about her this episode no, <laughs> I continue agree with to you. continue yeah, to no. vent about her <laughs> yeah no I totally agree with you but later on Ryan he talks to Seth they have a bromance date on the pier eating tacos those tacos looked mm. so good that station that you can like decorate all your taco with all these toppings. My God, my yes, dream please. with all the different sauces and mm. everything. 
But he mentions to Seth, you know, he fills him in what happened with Sadie. And Seth breaks down his relationships. He's like, look what you've done for the girls. Teresa, you fought for her even though you didn't know if the baby was yours or not. Right. And Ryan's like, yeah, okay, that's true. And he's like, and Marissa, for two years, you pretty much saved her. And I love this point because Ryan's like, she was there for me too. Yes. Which that line, I don't know, I like zoned in on. I'm like, thank you. Right, like you both weren't innocent. (laughs) Right. Um, And then with this girl who's pretty normal and has no drama and Ryan's like, okay, you're right. I need to ask her to stay. Which is crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. (laughs) This is such a quick moving relationship, but whatever. So Ryan decides to buy a bouquet of flowers. He shows up to Johnny's house, a.k.a. where Sadie's been staying. And Bob answers the door and he's like, hey. And Ryan's like, oh, hey, I'm just looking for Sadie. And Bob's like oh, she left, and Ryan's like, oh, do you care if I wait? And Bob's like, well, you might be here a while because she left for Oregon uh, five hours ago. Right. Which is funny at the fact that Bob's like, uh, you could wait, but you'd be here a long time. Right. And He's like, obviously this dude ago, doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, but also five hours ago she left, and she obviously didn't say goodbye, so Ryan is yeah, know, that's distraught. awful. Things are so awkward at the Roberts house We for a couple of reasons. So we have this very, very awkward yet comical breakfast scene. Love with this. <laughs> Summer and Marissa, they both meet outside by the pool. They both put their sunglasses on. They're sitting at the same table. They're reaching for the same jam, the same croissant uh, knife, and they're just like silently fighting over and pulling back the items of what the other mm-hmm. one wants. This breakfast looked so good. I know. All the um, baked The goods. jams. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> Julie and Neil come out. They are so chipper. They're planning a family dinner that they hope is one of many. And Summer and Marissa both get up. They leave. And Julie laughs. She's like, oh, sisters. <laughs> sisters. Sisters. She's so blind to it. Later on, Summer's in her room. And... She enters the bathroom, which Marissa, how nice, has her own bedroom. Right? And they share the bathroom, which is, like, so cute. Right. (laughs) But they enter, and they, you know, meet each other in the bathroom, and Summer's just like, what are you doing? You have to go to dinner tonight at 8 p.m. And she's like, I'm not going to dinner. And Summer takes a look at Marissa's room, and it's a mess. There's shit everywhere. So she calls Seth, and she's like, hey, listen, I thought you handled it. I thought you got Ryan to talk to her. And he's like, I did, but what else am I supposed to do? And cuts her off because he has to go on his second date with his mom. And so the dinner occurs, and it's pretty awkward. But also, I really liked this scene. Um, Marissa, clearly, she does not show up. Neil says, hey, maybe, you know, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Let's yeah, just let's give her a, a few bit. more minutes. That was sweet. I know, like, she always showed up to dinner when she stayed here, and Julie automatically is like, yeah, it's because I'm here, and that's the reason why she's not showing up. Right. I thought that was interesting. Well, because in the past, Marissa has always rebelled against her mother. Right, like, it makes sense. 
But we yeah. haven't, like, gone back to that in a while. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So, of course, Julie would think that the reason Marissa's not there is because she's upset with her mom and the whole situation. But she really has no idea the depths of it all. Yeah, she has no – I mean, how would Julie know? Right, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But Summer's so sweet. She's like, I just want to dig in. I just want to bond with you guys. I think we live in a fascinating time. She's trying to make conversation. And Neil, he's concerned. And Julie, you know, starts to, she tries to start saying something about Marissa. And Summer cuts her off. And I love that she changes the subject. Right. And Neil says, you know what? You Cooper girls are really something. And it was just very sweet for Summer to just be like, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. Marissa, she's not at dinner because she's with Volchok. She's on the beach and she's opening up and talking about Summer. And she mentions to Volchok how she's fighting with Summer. And then she catches Volchok. She's like, why are you asking all of these questions? Because he's like, you seem like a girl who deserves to be treated right. And she says, if I wanted to be treated right, I wouldn't be with you. Ouch. And then he goes, fine by me. Like, oh, yeah, I don't care. He's like. Great, cool. And then he offers her to party. He has a vial of powder. He wants to, her to bump. You want to bump? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, I've never done that. I'm good. And she ends up walking away. And this is where she finds Ryan at the lifeguard tower. Yeah. Which to me, I'm like, is Marissa just walking the beach? She just walks so. the beach. She walks to the lifeguard tower. Then she walks to bonfires. Like you just, you walk and you're going to find someone, you know? But anyway, so she, she gets to the lifeguard tower and Ryan's there and she's kind of caught off guard. She's like, what are you doing here? And he tells her about Sadie and how she took off and didn't say goodbye. And Marissa is definitely engaged yeah, you could tell her whole tone changed because totally. now she, yeah, she's concerned. They still have a vibe. They still have a connection, and you can clearly see it here because she cares for him. Right, but then she fights it too. Like, well, of course, she, yeah. she wants to help, but then I guess she realized like it's not her place. But then she gets instantly really defensive and angry too, and she's like, "Well, enjoy," and just like leaves. Well, yeah, because she asks, you know, is it better this way that Sadie took off and didn't say goodbye? And Ryan goes to answer and she's like, you know what? Never mind. Like, you don't, don't have answer, to answer that. that. Yeah. Right. Because it's she has closed herself off. So if you're going to go back into the Ryan, which is where I think she does want to be deep down it's a whole mess because then we have to go into that again. And she sees that Ryan is so caught up with Sadie. Right. He's happy with her. He, she, Marissa does not want to screw it up even more. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So what Marissa does, she ends up going to the bus station. She finds Sadie. She tells Sadie how she's looked all over for her. I was shocked by this. I actually forgot this happens. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it makes sense for Marissa, but in this episode, she's so far from herself that I didn't expect her to be the one to go. I think she's so far from herself of what she's letting on. But again, deep down, she loves Ryan. Right. And she wants him to be happy. Right. And she tells Sadie, like, I think you should stay. Ryan really likes you. And this is the part you were talking about where Sadie says, well, he didn't fight for me. 
Yeah, she's like, oh, did Ryan tell you that he wanted me to stay? He didn't fight for me. And then Marissa's like, slow down. He was just a few minutes too late. Like, he arrived at your door and you weren't there. It's not like he wasn't going to fight for you. He was planning on doing it. But I was like, all right, Sadie, hear the girl out. (laughs) Yeah. And Marissa's like, he, you make him happy. And that's a really big deal. So after she gives her words to Sadie, she heads to the bait shop. This is like the the night of Marissa. Mm. Uh, she tries to get a vodka on the rocks, but the bartender is like, uh, no. And she's like, come on, I drink here all the time. And he's like, yeah, but you're with Volchuk and his buddies. Yeah, okay, and- so why pick and choose when you're going to fucking give her alcohol if you know she's under the age? Right, right. And then she... She pulls out the line, but I used to date the manager. <laughs> I loved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up the end, we have to talk about Sandy. And this whole situation. So earlier in this episode, we find out that Sandy fires Matt for the good of the hospital. Matt defends himself and says, listen, Griffin takes kickbacks from vendors and he's a bad dude and matt's like i can back it up and he low-key threatens sandy yeah he's like i can blackmail you (laughs) yeah and so sandy and griffin they discuss the accusations and griffin gets really defensive which like i don't believe griffin's a good dude but also if someone came to me like that like i'd get defensive too totally you know plus sandy's a lawyer yeah so he's very good at you know, manipulating the situation or, like, getting you to say something. So I'm sure Griffith was – he knows that. So he's like, I'm not going to say too much in front of this guy. (laughs) Right. And he says to Sandy, like, oh, I didn't become a doctor to become rich. Okay. So Sandy gives him the benefit of the doubt. So then after Sandy fires Matt, he's leaving one of the evenings and he catches Matt in his office and he's like, what are you doing? And Matt's like, I'm taking my files. I'm taking all the information that was mine. And if you're so sure about everything, you won't need my files. Right. And, and he so goes, saying, you're on or something. What does he right. say? Um, so you better watch your back or something like yeah, that. Some, yeah. Yeah. So Sandy and Griffin, they have another meeting. And Griffin apologizes to Sandy for... For the fact that Sandy had to handle the situation with Matt and that he'll take care of it from now on, which is so vague. Mm. Like if I was Sandy, I'd be like, what, what does that even mean? Because, you know, I fired Matt. I, I'm taking care of it. Right. It's already taken care of. (laughs) It's already taken care of. And so he apologizes to him. Later on that night, Matt gets home. He listens to his voicemails. He had, which is like throwback to voicemail. I know, right? Like nobody comes home. (laughs) I know. But we get one from the registrar, which is a local newspaper. He wants to talk about what's going on. And then Sandy also called him. And as soon as he finishes listening to the messages, these guys arrive at Matt's. They're slamming on the door and they just bust open and they put him in a chokehold and Matt's like, take whatever you want. And they're like, this isn't a robbery. And they beat the shit out of Matt. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. And so Sandy arrives to Matt's and he looks at him like, oh my God, what the heck? And Matt looks at him like, you don't know? Yeah, he's like, oh, like you don't know. Right. It's a mess. So to wrap it up, 
after the awkward dinner that Neil and Julie and Summer have, Neil and Julie are sitting on the couch and Neil says to Julie that this engagement is a trial. I was like, what? And, <laughs> yeah. And it's and you you understand that, right? Because this is to see if me and you and the girls can all live together. And not no. for nothing. This is fucking hurtful, Neil. I was like, what? I was like throwing shit. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's a, a practical engagement to see if everything works. And Julie's like, no, no, like, of course, Julie's going to hide her feelings of like, of, of course, course. Like, I get it. And Neil's like, you know, with everything we've been through, we just have to see if this trial period works. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then he goes, yeah. And then he goes, oh, I have to do some reading. I'll be back. I'll, I'll see you in a minute. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you reading? So Summer, she comes downstairs, she overhears this, and she talks to Julie, and she says, you know, don't worry, my dad always gets like this. And Julie's like, to be fair, I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about Marissa. And Summer agrees. We have Kirsten and Seth on their second date, and Kirsten was picking the activity. She brings him to her AA meeting, And at first, Seth doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to go inside. And he pretty much gives her an attitude. (laughs) Yeah. He He feels she ambushed him. And she lied. It's like, well, no. She was thinking that this was going to be a good bonding experience for you both. Not like she did it maliciously to get you to do something you don't want to do. But obviously, she... Vouch says how important this is to her, and this is a good meeting for him to be a part of. And so he does listen, of course, because he listen generally listens to his mother. <laughs> well, yeah, because she says, you have no idea this place has saved me. Right. These meetings mean everything to me. And he's like, well, how would I know that you don't tell anybody? And so she comes back with, well, it's not like you ever ask. Right. And so she says, just give me... A couple of minutes, just sit down, please. This means a lot to me. So, like you said, he does agree. And it's a big deal because she gets her chip. Her nine-month chip. Her nine-month chip. And she thanks Seth for being there. And it was so funny because she's like, my son Seth is here tonight. And they all go, hi, Seth. Yeah, he's like, okay. (laughs) And Seth uh, just, you know looks up and he waves awkwardly and she's like you know the reason I got sober is because of my son Seth and because he's the one who knew what believed in me and that I could do it and this is the point where I just cry me too as soon as they get to the AA meeting and she says like the woman says my name is whatever and I'm an alcoholic and you hear Kirsten say oh hi whatever Mm -hmm. I immediately was like (laughs) choked up and then as she's saying her speech and thanking her son and everyone, I was like, <laughs> very, very emotional and it, very heartfelt. And even when, you know, after she says her speech and she sits back down and Seth gives her a hug. He's like, yeah. I'm proud of you. So sweet. Uh, Ryan, he is back at home. He's in the pool house. Well, he enters the pool house and he sees Sadie sitting on his bed. And he's like, what are you doing here? And then she says, you tell me. 
Another another comment I have to say. <laughs> no, I know, but then she gets up to leave and then Ryan kisses her. Yeah, I'm like Sadie. Sit. I don't Ugh. know. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. They're definitely I, I I'm remembering their relationship a lot differently. I guess when I first watched it, obviously I, I was very excited for this relationship, but this episode felt to me like they were two children that are very sexually driven and don't know what they want and she's making him decide like he's supposed to know and how could he possibly know like you've only been technically dating for like what a week (laughs) i know so it was very frustrating i mean truly the progression is just very fast too quick I mean, let's take into consideration. And again, not to go back to last week, but Sadie was saying how she doesn't want to deal with Ryan's baggage. Mm -hmm. She just wants, and Seth is like, don't worry, you'll have a boring relationship soon. Right. A relationship, excuse me, soon. So then they try to do the whole boring relationship thing. And in Sadie's defense, I don't blame her because what is she supposed to do now? She came to help her aunt. The house sold. Right, she, like, she's supposed- not going to stay for for him to decide, like, yeah, we should do this. Like, what's she going to do? They've only known each other for such a short amount of time. Right, and then for her to say, what do I have, I mean, for Ryan to say, what do I have to get you to stay? Mm-hmm. And for them to just kiss, it's like, well, that's, that's it, dandy now. <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously they know they have to have a conversation, but. right. Whatever. Last but certainly not least, Marissa, after she leaves the bait shop, she's fed up. She's walking the beach. She sees Volchuk and his friends. They're at the bonfire. And she sits down. He offers her a drink. And she says, and they start talking. And she's like, no more talking. And then that's when she snorts. Yeah. And I I thought it was funny. He says, I didn't think you would come back. I'm like, oh, so she just, as soon as he had the Coke the first time, she just got up and left, and he didn't realize, he didn't think he was ever going to see her again, because I guess maybe he thought he made a bad impression with the Coke or something. Well, yeah, because she said, I don't do that, yeah, and she's that's like, when well, she I've got never. up. I've never, right, but that's when she got up and walked away and saw Ryan at the library yeah. bar, but after all of that, now it's like, truly... Here we go. Yeah. Welcome to the literal, (sighs) like, this is the beginning of the spiral. I feel like every episode, and I feel like everybody who is um, with us and listening to us is caught up at this point, obviously, and they've seen what comes. Right. This episode, to me, is like, yep, here we go. This is what we've been talking about. Like, buckle up. (laughs) Buckle your (laughs) seatbelt. It took 19 episodes into season three, which... That's pretty damn good, honestly, mm-hmm. for for someone's character to, um, it's just, here we right. go. But yes, uh. that's how the, the episode ends. A very, just sad Marissa, just poor Marissa. It's just really sad. It's just, just really, that's it. It's just a sad situation sad. that yep. I don't know if it could have been avoided. Like, there's so many pieces that come with this whole thing Marissa's going through. And so it's, like, who's to say, like, one tiny thing 
would change it. Like if her and, Mar- her and Ryan never broke up or if her and her parents stayed married. Like you don't right? know what yep. these things would t- like amount to at this right. point in her life. I know. So let's take a little break and we'll come back with our segments. Okay, cool. Welcome back. We're going to go into our questions and comments. My favorite part of the show, truly, because I love the fact that we have such lovely people that write into us and share their hearts with us and tell us how they're feeling. But first, we're going to start off with our girl, Tish. Letitia underscore Dominique on Instagram. Hey, ladies. Hope you're staying safe. As always, I have trivia and some comments and after dark rantings. Awesome. I love that. Rantings. Hmm. This episode saw a slight increase in views from 5.3 last week to 5.5 million this week. It has a rating of 7.4 on IMDb and a 9.4 on TV.com. Wow. Marissa mentions how she and Summer first fought in the fifth grade. I thought it was the second grade. No, I think she said, yeah, she said fifth grade. Uh, First fought in fifth grade when Marissa sat with Luke at the back of the bus on a trip to the museum. This was also mentioned in season one, episode two. Oh, really? The Secrets and Lies. This is a reference to both a 1996 movie, Secrets and Lies, and the 2003 TV series of the same name. Yeah, that was a good show. Excuse me, I never watched it. I just have to say... That was sweet. That was 2003? Wow, am I that old? Holy shit. No. Maybe I'm thinking... There was... There wasn't... It wasn't called The Secrets and Lies. It was just called Secrets and Lies, which they had two seasons of. And one was... um, Oh, my God. What's his name? Ryan Felipe. And then the second season was Michael Early. Both highly recommend this show, but I didn't realize it was called... I think it's just called Secrets and Lies, and I guess the 2003 show was called The Secrets and Lies. So, sorry. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> no problem. I just have to say, damn, Michael, your ice cream pairings are amazing. <laughs> yeah. In relation to last week, when Summer said that Sadie was opposite of Coop, I thought she meant she's self-assured and a and gamer and sort of comes from the same working class background as Ryan. Hmm. I'm so happy that the writers didn't just forget about Kirsten's drinking and love, love, love the Kirsten and Seth storyline. Same. I have to say Seth is my MVP. He's just a supportive person in this entire episode. I love the line, ew, or touch my pooper. (laughs) I get that Summer and Seth were looking out for Marissa, but they didn't have to get Ryan involved. Random question, but do you have an estimate age on Sadie? I thought she was, like, first year college. That's what I thought, too. I thought when we first met her, she said that she just graduated and now she's working on her jewelry business. So, I guess 19? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, 18, 19? Yeah. Thank you, Tish. Thanks, Tish. We're going to go over to at Kelsey Nick Burke on Instagram. Kelsey! Yes, Kelsey. Hey, guys. Missed you last week because work was crazy, but I'm all caught up right now. Couldn't believe I missed the sex montage with the Bright Eyes cover. What an episode. Can't wait to never see Jess again. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, this episode was great, but also made me sad, mostly because of Marissa. I just want to give her a hug. This episode went against two of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to teen dramas. An addiction or mental illness being a story arc and then never coming up again and teen girls sabotaging each other, usually over a guy. First, with Kirsten, I like that her incest storyline brought up her alcoholism again. Not in a dramatic, intense way, but just in a way that shows you that she's still experiencing this everyday struggle and that it didn't just immediately go away when she stopped drinking. Yes, agreed. Also, it might sound weird, but I really love this episode for Summer and Marissa. This is the biggest fight I can remember Marissa and Summer having, and it's such a normal friend fight. There's no real malicious intentions behind it. It's truly just one friend not knowing how to cope with her feelings and the other being scared for her and not knowing how to help. A hundred percent. It feels very realistic. And even though they're fighting, you can tell how much they still care about each other. Yeah. Yes. For real, though, Ryan is pissing me off. I like Ryan and Sadie together and he deserves to be happy. That's not what I find annoying. He's being so dismissive of his relationship with Marissa and I hate it. Last episode, when he compared her to Jess, I couldn't believe him. And then this episode, when he told Volchuk he had to take care of her now, like he was passing her on. Like the baton. Yeah, I get it. She's not the fucking Elder Wand, Ryan. She's a person. (laughs) (laughs) Though I did love when Marissa said, if I wanted to be treated right, I wouldn't be with you. Right. Marissa's not stupid. She wants to escape and who better to do it with? It's sad and tragic, but it makes total sense. My final point, who leaves like five hours early to catch a bus? (laughs) So true. Also, Summer looks so cute at dinner. Sorry for my book. I wrote it. LOL. Happy recording. Hope you're having a great week. Oh, honey, that wasn't a book. You're good. Great points, though, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so good. All right. Our girl Nicole at N. Shelton 516. After everything Marissa had been through and her growth, I hate to see her spiral with alcohol and drugs and fight with Summer. It kind of surprised me a little that Marissa went out of her way to go find Sadie and not because I didn't think she would, but with her being drunk and showing like she cared less. Right. Love the Veronica Mars reference. Woo! Thought it was pretty funny. I wouldn't have thought they would have been on at the same time, which they were. Yeah, I guess they were. Yeah. Not surprising Julie and Neil came back engaged, and Julie being in the big house handing out money seems to be more in her wheelhouse (laughs) than being on the porch of her trailer watching Gus pee. So true. Love Seth and Kiki time. I feel like we barely get to see that. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thank you. Um, We're going to go to... At Muschik Vic. Hey ladies, hope you're surviving another week of quarantine. This is what I look forward to every week. I just hate that I had to binge it because right now, not sure if my notes make sense. No worries, girl. We hear you. <laughs> Marissa is acting so mean and now with the snarky comments since she started hanging out with Volchuk. I mean, she was finally in a good place with Julie and now she's back to treating her like dirt. I feel bad for Julie because Marissa might be the reason Neil and Julie have problems. Definitely. One of the biggest reasons. Yeah. 
Why do you think Marissa tried to hide Volchuk from Summer, but then didn't care when she saw her leaving with him on his bike, and then when she questioned her about it? Um, I think she honestly didn't realize that Summer knew in the first outing of when Summer comes to the uh, oh, trailer. Yeah. Right. But then it's like Summer alludes to the fact that she does know about her and Volchuk so I think Marissa just was like I don't give a shit at this point if she knows or not right right I agree um and then the rest is after dark thank cool. you Vic. thank you at AAW3115 Alicia Hey, ladies. Happy recording night. Hope you're all doing great. I'm piecing together my post between babies, toddlers, and remote learning school instruction. You go, Glenn Coco. (laughs) I have to say I love this episode. So much happens, and I feel like we are finally getting into the buildup of season three. Wondering first, what are your thoughts on the adult storyline? I feel like compared to the last two seasons, they have been slow and a little bit less interesting. 100%. Yeah, I mean, the Sandy hospital thing is, Ugh. we're over it. What a snooze. <laughs> Kirsten, we haven't seen her and Julie work on new match since Valentine's Day. Right, it's been a while. Well, and Summer trying to get her dad a date, which we knew that wasn't going to go anywhere. But we haven't really seen any developments with that. Right. And Julie is like, yet again, I mean, I feel like the progression of her dating Neil, it's fine. You know, I don't feel like it's like a cop out. Right. It makes sense. I like that. But I like but. that too. But also nothing's really happening with parents. Yeah. They haven't yeah. utilized them in a in a good way, at least, for right. me. She continues with I do like that they were remind that we are reminded this episode about Kirsten's alcohol struggles. I found myself almost forgetting about it because it doesn't come up as much and the start of the season when she was still at rehab feels like a lifetime ago totally i can't believe that was even this season it doesn't even feel like it was i know (laughs) it was so sweet to see her and seth spend time together we don't see them interact one-on-one overall it's been nice to see her interacting with both boys individually right and giving them advice it's good have to admit i teared up when she talked about seth being the reason she got better and had stayed sober it was really beautiful and sweet Poor Matt, what a terrible thing to have happened to you. If you were Sandy, would this be the last straw for you and this hospital? As the audience, I really hope so. I'm over it. Yes, same. Right, like it's been so hard to get them to work with Sandy with the hospital. And now when Griffin tells Sandy he'll take care of it and he beats the shit out of Matt, (laughs) like why would you want to be in business with this type of person? Wow, what a whirlwind episode for Marissa. From partying all night, fighting with Summer, to dare I say saving Ryan again, Mm -hmm. while his relationship at least, what a selfless act. I think it really shows how much Marissa loves Ryan. Yeah. Would you have done the same if you were Marissa? I'm not sure I am that good of a person. I think I would have. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, listen, the logistics of it, looking all over town for Sadie. No, but no. if I knew where she was, I probably would have. Right. Because they always say when you love something, you should like set it free. And if you really truly love that person that you just want to see them happy, regardless if that is with you. And as much as that's like such a hard pill to swallow, 
I give Marissa huge credit for doing that. I she don't know if I'd be. I She's know she does. It. I know she does, which is amazing. I just no. I don't think <laughs> I would have it in me. Depending if I was in Marissa's shoes, I guess obviously if I was Marissa, then yeah, I would be doing it. But I don't know. Right, like I, if I was in Marissa's shoes right now, where Marissa's just like my life is fucked up. I fucked everything up. But the least I can do is help the person who's always been there for me. Right, like let him be happy at least. Right. Yeah. Do you think the scene where Marissa stops Sadie and the scene where Ryan tries to talk when Ryan talks to Volchuk were meant to be parallel scenes? Both characters mm-hmm. are in their way, trying to make sure the other is taken care of and is happy. Oh. Do you think what Ryan said to Volchuk about how Marissa deserves to be treated right and that it's on him now to protect her and what Marissa did to get Sadie to come back is comparable acts of love? I do. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that's a great way of putting it. I didn't really put two and two together until now. So thank you for opening my eyes. But yeah, definitely a parallel there. Um, You know, the way they go about it is a little bit different. But I guess, you know, the the true meaning behind it is that they truly do want these people, their, you know, exes to be happy. And so they'll go out of their way to make sure that happens. Right. I mean, the fact that, I mean, that's all I could think about after this episode is, and I I got up and I told Anne, I was like, oh my God, this episode, it's when Kirsten and Seth go to the AA meeting and then Ryan talks to Volchuk and Marissa talks to Sadie. I was like, and they love each other. Like they <laughs> both did these acts because they truly care for one another. Right. Very non-high school, very mature. Yeah. Yes. And so begins the spiral of Marissa. I think everyone just doesn't know how to help her. And I think maybe for her, their concern seems a little late. Yeah. At least that's the impression I got from the exchange between her and Summer in the parking lot. I'm not a therapist, but I would guess that what Marissa is doing is a classic cry for help. Right. Were you ladies surprised at how defensive Marissa was to Summer about how she was acting? I can't believe she did coke at the end. When I rewatched, I did not remember that. Well, I mean, it all makes sense now from now until the end of the season of, you know, the downfall of Marissa. So, yeah, I wouldn't put a pastor and do any coke. (laughs) Yeah. Finally, I have to laugh at happy-go-lucky Ryan at the start of this episode. (laughs) This scene in the kitchen cracked me up. The things he was saying and how he was saying them were so not luck. Not like Ryan. It reminded me of the dad trying to be cool and fit in with the kids. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like that bait shop. We should go there more. (laughs) So hysterical. Seeing how happy and into his relationship is, were you girls surprised that he didn't ask Sadie to stay right away? It didn't really surprise me that Ryan hadn't thought much about the future with her. No, didn't surprise me at all. Me neither. No. It seems like he is very much living in the now. It also didn't surprise me that Sadie had, I think, that's just who she is, a very thoughtful person, which me and you did discuss. Totally. Agreed. After, yeah, after watching this episode, has your mind changed about them together? How do you feel about them as a couple this watch compared to others? Yeah, I mean... Thank you for your questions. I, as I said before, first watch, I truly liked them together. I didn't remember how fast everything progresses. Um, I just remembered he was dating someone who wasn't Marissa, so I was happy about that. And now I feel like it's all too quick 
too much, too fast. Um, I do like them as a pair if they were on, like, in a different state, different timing, maybe. Like, I think they would work better. But right now, he's obviously, as she says, distracted. And so she's ready to make moves and he's still in high school. So what's he going to do? It just, it doesn't seem like they're have, and they don't have good timing right now. But I do right. like her as a person. This, right. This time around, I have much more respect for Sadie as a person. Yeah. In terms of the couple and how they're handling it, it's how I've always felt of, they're not my favorite. I like seeing Ryan happy. Yeah. But they're just in two different places. Same. Yeah, agreed. Jillian loves Beyonce. Jalonce. Instagram. Jalonce. I cry at the AA meeting almost as hard as I cry at the intervention. Mm. Great callback. It's really sweet that Seth got his attitude in check and was moved by his mom's speech, but it still cracked me up at the end. Yeah. Marissa doing cocaine. Do you think part of why she looked so scared was Volchuk with his devilish grin after Trey assaulted her while he was on cocaine? Or was it just the cocaine and did the song feel like a really poor choice to have both the sexy stuff and the cocaine? Hmm. Um, I didn't even have Trey cross my mind, uh, which is bad because obviously I'm trying to put myself in Marissa's shoes and understand where she's coming from emotionally. And so Trey is such a huge chunk of why she is acting the way she is and I'm glad that you pointed out that he was on coke and that's the reason why he did try and rape her and so wow good thinking Jalonce I didn't even put that together yeah to me I think she looked I think she was taken aback by it And then I think for her to actually do it is because she's like, I can't feel anymore. Yeah, she needs to escape life completely, whatever that may be. She was thirsty for an alcoholic beverage or multiple, obviously. And in my mind, I'm like, she literally could probably find alcohol like anywhere else. But that's just me. (laughs) I'm like, all right, you don't need to buy it in in a bar where you're where it's illegal. I'm sure you have friends, and you could go to your mom's trailer. I'm sure there's ways of her to get the alcohol. So for her to take the next step, it's like I'm desperate to just not feel anything. That's sad. Is Misha acting completely flat on purpose, or is she just a terrible actor? It's so difficult to watch her spiral. Hmm. I think she's acting flat on purpose. Yeah, same. Because, because in in the scenes where she's acting very distant, it's clear. And then when she sees Ryan at the lifeguard tower, she switches on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, I don't like Matt enough to care about him being beat up. Sorry, not sorry. Sleepovers <sighs> with teens who are half-dressed and feel comfortable enough to open the door are just creepy Ooh, Thank i like you, your Jillian. sass like you Jillian, say <laughs> all right let's go over to mimi michelle or me michelle <laughs> mimi sorry mimi <laughs> hi there ladies here are some comments and questions marissa is really embracing the trailer park life 
Do you think yeah. she justifies hooking up with Volchuk because of her living situation? Hmm. I didn't think I, about it that way, but now that you mentioned, yeah, probably. Yeah, a little bit, I think so. Summer's quote, as long as you don't have any other infectious diseases, how so unfortunately relevant? Yeah, <laughs> <Women>. right. <laughs> yeah, especially for what's going on now. Uh, love Seth spending time with Kirsten. There is not nearly enough moments with these two. But of course, Seth overreacts when his mom tries to open up to him. Glad he straightened out real quick. Toad. So when Marissa and Summer are fighting, are they still sharing a room or did they finally find a spare room in the mansion? Yeah, well, it's then it's true. They like they were, rooms. they were sleeping together when Marissa first mm-hmm. got there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Why do you think Marissa is more concerned about Ryan's happiness than with her own? Well, because she, I think because she loves Ryan and she's just she can't deal with her own shit. It's yeah, I think she's putting down. everything first besides putting mm-hmm. herself first, just so she can distract her herself from how shitty everything has gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, and last but not least, is it bad that I don't care about the whole Sandy and Matt plot? I'm annoyed <laughs> with Sandy at this point. I think we all can agree we're over the Sandy line. Yeah. 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 Thank you so right. much, Michelle. Like, Matt didn't die, so I'm okay. Like, right. great. Beat him up. I'm, do whatever I'm, you got to do. <laughs> I'm just over whatever. Yeah. But thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. At- at B-Side Poetry, by far my favorite summer quote ever is in this episode. Marissa is on a slut spiral. We need to stop her. <sighs> ever since I adapted the term slut spiral into my vocab and have admittedly had my own moments of spiraling <laughs> slutily over the years. Love it. Uh, perfect. So good. Going over to like, our oh, ice cream. Yep. No, go ahead, Liz. No, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say that um, I feel like in, to, in 2020, you can never say slut-shaming. Like, you can't slut-shame, you know? It's just not a feminist no. thing that we do in 2020. <laughs> no, we do not slut-shame. We don't slut-shame. Mm-mm. But, okay, sorry. Yeah. Hi, Mike. What's up? <laughs> hey, Mike. Uh, hey, Michelle and List. Happy Tuesday. So he f- talks about the ice cream. As you know, he picked the Spirits Key Lime Pie Flavor by haagen which I think is so perfect for this Sounds episode. so good. He says that it pairs. it also pairs nicely with the new relationships and the new beginnings that start in this episode. We have Volchuk and Marissa, Ryan and Sadie. Julie and Neil's engagement and the start of Summer and Marissa fighting and possible end of a friendship. And finally, the beginning of the new and not improved Marissa with alcohol and drugs. Right. Any ice cream with alcohol in this would be great for this episode. (laughs) Now to my comments. The end scene of this episode to me is almost as iconic as the TJ scene. I can always picture it perfectly. This is Marissa waving the white flag, finally giving in to her demons and realizing she is truly alone and she has lost all control of her life. Yeah. As we see, this makes her resort to alcohol at first and then finally coke to numb the pain. Poor Marissa, I'm starting to really like her character and I feel for her. Right. I love this scene at the AA meeting with Kirsten and Seth. For some reason, my eyes are always sweating during this. At the intervention. That's so cute. (laughs) Kirsten saying the look on his face at my intervention. He was so disappointed in me, 
but that he believed in me that I could do this. I'm not crying. You're crying. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm a little upset with Summer in this episode, but I don't know if it's totally her fault. It's so funny because I texted Liz and I was like, I love Summer in this episode. Yeah, no, I... I have a feeling what Mike is going to say is how I was feeling towards Summer, at least in some portions of the episode. Um, obviously, when they have their fight out in the parking lot, um, I didn't like what she had to say towards Marissa, but I understand it was provoked. Yeah, and I just loved Summer at the family dinner and, you know, how she reacted towards her dad and Julie, but... As he continues, between last episode and this one, it seems like Summer isn't being a good friend, which to Marissa, which the two of you touched upon last week. I think Ryan also takes some blame because he moved on with Sadie and just dropped Marissa so fast. Yeah. I get their exes, but it seems like Marissa only had four friends. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Summer, Seth, Ryan, and Johnny. One of them died. Two of them are dating each other, so it'll be weird for her to third wheel, and one of them is her ex. Exactly. Who quickly moved on to someone else. Yeah, so so like, I totally get that. They're not purposely pushing her out of this group, but they're not taking into consideration how much Marissa needs all of them. And so, like, this obviously is what happens with Marissa, like, as we know. It's like, it's like, who does she fall back on if she doesn't have Johnny? Now she has Volchuk. (laughs) So she truly has no one. It seems like her friends aren't being good friends and being there for her. I get they're in high school, but still Summer should at least take some time away from Seth and hang out with only Marissa. Agreed. Since none of her usual friends are there for her, she turns to the one person who is there, which happens to be Volchuk. Yep. Marissa probably also feels abandoned by her mom as she just jumped way too deep into another relationship. We don't even know if Julie has ever talked to Marissa about Johnny's death and how she's dealing with it. Right, right. I get Julie and Marissa weren't ever that close, but still I think Marissa feels abandoned by everyone and she just shuts down. In season one, we saw Marissa starting to abuse alcohol as a cry for help to numb the pain and deal with her problems. This is what we are starting to see again happen to her. But this time she goes a little bit further and starts turning to drugs. Right. It probably isn't good for someone with a history of substance abuse to do cocaine i'd say no to that (laughs) yeah that's probably not great um quotes i have a six-pack myself seth and then summer's reply oh cohen those are just your ribs yeah (laughs) aren't you a regular veronica mars marissa says that i don't get the reference as i've never seen it but i like the show's reference of other shows pop culture mike what mike you need to watch hold up mars hold up everybody everyone should watch veronica mars but finish this podcast and then start veronica mars and then let us know your thoughts on veronica mars because listen i Love. love Veronica Mars. <laughs> that was probably my favorite binge watch of 2019. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. It's hard, but Shit's Creek was 2018, I think, for me. Yeah, no, Veronica Mars by far my favorite Same. binge watch. So good. That's all I have for regular pod. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. P.S. I'm writing this on break in the cafeteria, and that's where friends are far. That's what Friends Are For is playing. I feel like I'm <laughs> at Seth or Ryan's bar mitzvah. Aww. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. So good. Fassel, our goof king. Goof. 
He's coming through. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well and staying safe. I have a goof for tonight's episode. Marissa says that the door to her trailer doesn't lock, yet when Summer comes over one morning and Marissa has Volchuk in the trailer, the door is locked yep. and Summer can't get in. So convenient. So convenient. Alrighty. That is all for our questions and comments this week. Thank you guys. Thank you, you guys. The best. Yeah. Uh, some music in this episode. We had Ocean Size, Luther Russell, Victor Malloy, The Surge, Paul Oakenfold featuring Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Some fashion. Uh, I loved Marissa's sexy lingerie getup when her and Volchuk wake up in the morning. I'm like, God damn. She's, she's so got like hot. washboard abs. She's so flat. Yeah. I know. She's so hot. I loved her wishbone necklace. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's Wait, cute. After Sam, my sister, watched it, she wanted one for Christmas. So one year for Christmas, I got her a, I searched for like Marissa Cooper's wishbone necklace and bought her one off of Etsy. That's so nice. Yeah. I kind of want one. Maybe I'll get myself one. Yeah, that's one. cute. Yeah. Uh, I loved Julie's blue tank with the like sequins on it and the headscarf. Oh my gosh, that headscarf! She's so cute. I love it. I loved Summer's peach floral dress that she wore at school. Yeah, I also liked her um, like red dress that she wore to dinner. Very anthro. Yes, very much. I liked Sadie's blue tank top when she came out of the shower with her soaking wet hair and it's just tight, 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 tight. It's such a Sadie look, a cami, flared jeans, and wet hair. Yeah. Oh my God. It's quintessential Sadie. (laughs) I liked uh, Marissa's brown suede bag at school. Oh, okay. Yeah. She had her books in it. I just liked it. It had like a little emblem on it. I guess it was suede. I think it was suede. Um, and then I just have shout out to Sandy's eyebrows because he's got the best eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mention it enough. He does have the best eyebrows. Do you have anything else for fashion? No, I think that's it. Okay. So some quotes. Coop, my hand doesn't remotely hurt. <laughs> or banging on the door. When Kirsten enters the kitchen, hey, handsome men, and Seth and Sandy go, where? And then Seth goes, I just made the same joke as my dad. That's a bad sign. I loved that part. That was so funny. Um, I also have Summer, after she busts in on Coop, she goes, what you doing? (laughs) Summer, you may be Mrs. Cooper Nickel Cooper Roberts, but if you make my dad happy. I, I cracked up. Cooper Nickel Cooper Roberts mouthful uh ryan this is my favorite part i like that place the bait shop we should hang out there more often hi <laughs> ryan have to say it again or does it say touch my pooper <laughs> seth or seth talking about marissa she's usually such a wordsmith <laughs> yes oh my gosh it was so funny I like when Volchuk said, that girl couldn't look bad if she tried. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so he obviously is, like, super into Marissa. Of course he Yeah, is. I mean, who wouldn't of be? Course. Physically, at least. Um, But I'm like, okay. Yeah. When Seth and Ryan are on the pier talking about what Ryan should do with Sadie, and 
Seth goes, Ryan Atwin loves pressure. I like when Ryan said, you were never a fan of the dancing. Yeah. And my favorite, if I wanted to be treated right, I wouldn't be with you. At least she's self-aware. At least she's, yeah, at least she knows what she wants. She knows. <laughs> she knows what she wants. All right. Do you have your MVP and shittiest? I do. Okay. Me too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Kirsten. Kirsten. Woo! For Kiki. obvious reasons, right? But of course. What are your reasons for uh, Kirsten? I love that she's finally spending time with the boys, and she wanted her son to see the re- that he was the reason that she fought to stay sober and that she fought to go to rehab, and... She just has always been positive since she's been back and, you know, with her cooking and everything and we don't really get to see her all that much, but I hope we utilize her more because she's such a great character. I just, I love her presence. She's always positive. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So Liz and I, we've always been big fans of Kirsten. Yeah. Clearly. And even when, even with the Carter situation, like we didn't love that. No, I hated that. that. We hated it, but I love her. And I always felt that she was a, she is a good mom. Same. And last week, and this is the thing, when we say we want to talk OC, give us your questions, give us your comments. So this Instagram user reached out to us and they are very anti-Kirsten and they open up the thread I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they say, do you think Kiki loses credibility after the drinking Carter and Jimmy kiss saga? All that in just two years, she's a terrible wife and mother discuss. (laughs) And so me and this person, we went back and forth and it was a great conversation because at first I was like, oh, the points I'm saying, like, I don't want to start a fight on here. Right. Like it didn't. It was it was a really good back and forth battle. And at the end, we were like, okay, good chat. That was great. So we always love talking OC like that. That's, I mean, the name in our podcast alone says it. Clearly, you guys send us all your questions and comments. <laughs> right. But it truly made me think of Kirsten that made me think of that conversation I had last week, especially with this episode of how Kirsten has beat and has, you know, worked out her problems. Right. And I'm surprised, and I should have brought it up with that user of, are they a fan of Julie? Because in my opinion, Julie's definitely her worst mother. Yeah. Yeah. I could say so. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say of that, we truly do. If you couldn't tell, we love talking OC and um, always hit us up. Even if you don't even want to, you know, reach out for a comment on the podcast, but you just want to discuss like a a little thing. Yeah. Happy to chat with you. Totally. Okay. So shittiest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Sandy. Neil. <laughs> Neil. Okay. I picked Neil solely for the the reasoning of he said his engagement was a trial, and so I just put it just put a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> he he was my blue ribbon because yeah, yeah no dude I I I mean. <laughs> It seems like such a business transaction. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, I chose Sandy. I don't like the way he's handling everything. I get that he's so blind 
he has blinders up of just wanting the hospital to be built, yet he's not listening to this. He anyone around Matt. him, really. He's not listening to anyone. He's not listening to Kirsten. He's turning her down. And it it in the end, it did work out for Kirsten because she got to bring Seth and show Seth how much he means to her through everything she's been through. But, I mean, Sandy, let's not forget, you hired Matt. Like, go with your gut. There's a reason why you believed in him. There's a reason why he worked so hard on the projects you gave him. Right. Clearly, Griffin is not good news. I just, I don't like it. Right. It's just not Sandy Cohen we're used to seeing. And also, feel guilty that you pushed Matt to pursue Maya. Then you pushed Matt yep. to yep. tell mm-hmm. Maya to do this for you. Like, you pushed him, and he was telling you the whole time that Griffin, he, he likes to be, you know, have this lavish lifestyle. And so, like, wouldn't that make sense what Matt is saying to you now, bringing it to your attention, but whatever. <laughs> You'll get it soon, Sandy. You will. We believe in you, eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So is that time? Sure. We could do patron of the week. Patron of the week. It's patron of the it's This week, our patron of the week is Jillian Jalance. Jillian yes. girlfriend. So as some of you know, we host monthly giveaways on our Instagram account, and this month happened to be Gossip Girl themed, but we did do an OC one and One Tree Hill in the past. Um, and Jillian won, and we're so excited for her. She won um, the Damn That Mother Trucker shirt, and she says she never wins anything. And we are so excited that one of our patrons actually won, because this contest is for everyone. Um, and if you're interested in our giveaways, you should definitely be following It Takes Three Network on Instagram, and you can get the latest information plug plug but mostly we want to congratulate Jillian on being patron of the week and winning the giveaway this month we're very excited for y'all congratulations girlfriend yes you deserve it yes all right let's see you ready it's my time it's just crazy (laughs) this is for episode 20 I know five more left what all right your haiku for season three episode 20 the day after tomorrow hmm. the day has arrived acceptance and rejection a sweatshirt party oh, oh i'm excited for this episode um we're getting acceptances and rejections to college this is going to burn or be happy yeah. or it's happy for some yeah um, I won't spoil where these children go to college because I do know. These children. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for them to get acceptances and denials. It's very realistic and maybe less drama filled than what we're used to for the OC. So I'm excited for that. Um, sweatshirts. I know what happens with this. Everyone wears their college sweatshirts. It's really fun. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. I don't know where we'll leave it as far as, like, Julie and Neil, Kirsten. Well, obviously, we have to discuss, 
we can't just leave Matt hanging. Like, he just got the shit beat out of him. So we're going to have to go back to this. <laughs> yes. Sandy's hopefully going to come to the realization that, like, Griffin is a shady shit and he should have went with his gut and rehire Matt. That's just my prediction. Don't really remember what happens with that. Um, Julie and Neil probably going to have a little bit of struggles because I don't remember who said it before, but Marissa does play a huge part in their relationship. So unfortunately i think they're gonna have uh, a lot of ups and downs with that and yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing where the kids go to school because not everyone goes to the same school (laughs) that's right so i'm excited i i vividly remember like one part of this episode so i will not spoil anything but i'm excited good job liz thank you All right, well, that's all we have for this week for episode 19, The Secrets and Lies. We thank you so much for tuning in. And just seriously, every week, the fact that we have people write into us and at length, you know, truly bring up such great points that Liz and I have never even thought of. Yeah, definitely so appreciate it and it just makes the conversation have more depth and more enjoyable if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more stuff that we do you can head on to our patreon it takes three network.com we have bonus features up there we do a patreon exclusive podcast on the show riverdale that's wrapping up soon and if you're an apple podcast listener and you haven't yet but you're thinking about it We would love if you rated us and left us a review. We want to give a shout out to Rackers on Apple Podcasts from Great Britain. Hello, friend. Yeah. Hopefully I pronounced your uh, username correctly. But they rated us five stars, titled it Throwback. I just love listening to these ladies as they go through all old episodes of the OC. It feels like I'm listening to old friends catching up each week. Thank you for keeping me entertained. Well, thank you for writing your review. Yes, thank you so much. It means so much. I mean, every week I, you know, we get our emails from, we just get an update on how the podcast is doing. And so when the reviews pop up, it's like, Seriously, it's like Christmaka every totally. time. Totally. Yeah. It's because so exciting. we don't have uh, any way of viewing international submissions through Apple Podcasts, which is so annoying. So this app really helps us to see that, which is like we would have no idea that this person wrote us a review if yeah. we didn't do it. So super yep. thankful. Thank you. Super thankful. And until next week, we hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, staying healthy shout out to all of our workers out there everyone who is on the front lines and working in grocery shops and picking up our garbage and just every single person out there we are thinking of you yes thank you to everyone thank you after dark after dark Dark. let's talk let's talk All right, after dark. Woo! After dark. As Ant goes, after dark. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Mike was like, I love the Anthony Zoo segment. I was like, yes, bitch. (laughs) Yes, bitch. All right. Tish girl. I totally forgot that Teresa told Ryan it's not his baby. 
I don't care what they say, it's Ryan's baby. Heads up, here's a rant coming. I'm sorry, but this hospital stuff is stupid. Like, at the end of the day, they don't even go through at the hospital. Sandy gives it all up and sends Harry to pri- Henry to prison. Yeah, it's so predictable. I know. It's so stupid. The only good thing that comes out of it, we get to see old Sandy again, but the story was a waste of time. Preach, girl. Totally. We could have done something completely different with our parents here. I know. It's just so boring. Oh, I thought Aunt was looking at me. I'm like, do you have anything to say, Aunt? <laughs> Does uh, he have any pro Volchuk things to say? Well, no. Um, a couple of times when Marissa and Volchuk were making out, you just see Aunt, or you just hear Aunt in the background. Yeah, boy. <laughs> there it is. Get it. <laughs> Get it. Uh, okay, so Alicia, just a few questions for After Dark. Volchuk eventually accuses Marissa of trying to make him more like Ryan. Do you think she tried to change him at all as the season goes on, or does she accept him for who he is? Ooh, I don't remember. (laughs) I think she definitely tries to influence him to change a little bit. Yeah. Because Marissa's only, she's yes, she's spiraling, but it gets old quick. Mm. I mean, the fact that she's like, I want you to go to prom with me. Right, and right. And he does go to prom with her. And Ryan, they have this like, in, they have this talk. And I very much look forward to that. If Ryan wasn't with Sadie, would Marissa have finally given in to Volchuk? Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not yet. Yeah. Maybe not yet. Uh, It seems like starting at this point, Marissa has kind of given up on herself and her worth. What are your thoughts on this? Misha has said in interviews that it didn't fit Marissa Cooper to basically be like, okay, and ride off into the sunset. Is it bad that I completely disagree with this? Hmm. If you could change the ending of the season for her, how would you change it? I wouldn't. (laughs) I personally wouldn't change it because I think I've said this in the past, but like, it was ballsy and brave of them to kill off a huge character. And I feel like if anyone obviously was going to die out of the cast, it would be Marissa. I don't know. No, it would be. Isn't it wouldn't that be terrible? Seth or it wouldn't be or Seth or, or Summer or Ryan. It just wouldn't be them because Ryan comes from nothing and builds himself up to be this really decent human being. And Maybe Seth. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just like not in like in the path of Seth and Summer. They're so much. Their drama is so childish compared to what Marissa and Ryan go through. Not meaning that it's, it's not as I think good. It's relatable. Yeah, it's much it's more, more much more relatable than Marian, yeah. Marian, <laughs> Ryan and Marissa. Um, but no, I wouldn't change her. I wouldn't change her path. I just wouldn't. As much as it saddens me, much respect. Yeah, respect for it. Yeah, definitely. I. Uh, if anything, <laughs> I could see it just being. She ends up going to be with her dad, and yeah. she just—that's it. She just lives with Jimmy, and that's it. She right. doesn't die. You know, right, and like, but what would you see for her? Let's just say she stayed past, you know, into four. Like, I don't know. Would they? How would they utilize her there? Like, her and Ryan. I don't think her and Ryan should have gotten back together. It's like, how many times do couples break up, get back together, break up, get back together? It's just that's tired, in my opinion, for plots. But played out season four where him and 
her go to Berkeley. Right. Like they go together. Mm-hmm. And we see their whole college right. play out. Good question. So thank you. Yeah, Alicia. thank you. Uh, Vic, first off, I really liked the After Dark Long song you guys posted on Patreon. It's a good treat. Great job, Anthony. Oh, thank I'll you. Let him know. Thank you. He's very excited. He, <laughs> he loved the extended version. He so. loved it. He loves extending any song. He does. So. <laughs> he does. Yeah. This is the beginning of Marissa's spiral. She is already drinking with Volchuk, waking up hungover, and now drugs. I mean... She was wondering why Volchuk was actually asking questions, and he told her you deserve to be treated right since his last conversation with Ryan. I feel besides the drugs, he's actually he was actually going to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He wasn't forcing her to do drugs with him. He wasn't. He told her he thought she deserved to be treated right, and then she told him if I wanted to be treated right, I wouldn't be with you. That threw me. I mean, is she punishing herself? At first, she was lonely, but now she's hanging out with him and basically told him she knows he won't treat her right. Right. Yeah. I guess, yeah, in a way, she is punishing herself. I think she's just like, I'm not here for love. I don't want to be connected with you. I don't want to connect that way. I just, let's just have sex Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get drunk and we'll just get hot. Yeah. And him, well, he's not going to push the subject. He's going to let her do whatever she wants, but did seem a bit surprised to see her when she goes to see him and looks for his vial in his jacket. Right. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it, what do you think is going on in Marissa's head? Do you think she just wants to not feel anything? Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Why do you think it was important for Ryan to talk to Volchuk? Do you think he's just done with all the Marissa drama and really wants to make it work with Sadie or he needs to be done with Marissa oh. but also wants her to be okay? I think he wants Marissa to be okay. Yeah. And I think Ryan is Ryan and he cares because, like, last week he tried to fucking take care of Jess. <laughs> so. Right. And, like, he always has something – he always has it on his on his conscience, like – Jess was yeah. always on his conscience, so he went to make it right with her. So Marissa's, I'm sure, always on his conscience. And they did break up, and now he is moving on. And so he probably feels very guilty, but also very concerned. And in a way, probably feels like he has to make it right with her by telling Volchuk to treat her right. But also, selfishly, so he doesn't have to. Yes. You know? Exactly. 100 Which is which is a human response, you know. I'm not faulting Ryan for that. Like we no, we all either. want to get rid of the dead weight, unfortunately, but you don't want to see that person go down to to nothing or to harming themselves or being with someone who is going to negatively affect them, but also like you don't want to deal with that shit either. So I get it. Right. Yeah. Beautifully said, Liz. Thank you. And then last but not least, we have Mike. Thank you for clearing up about Teresa and her baby situation. <laughs> I never questioned what was told to us. I just blindly accept it. Right. That's, you're probably doing the right thing, Mike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that Julie and Neil could have worked had Marissa not died, causing Julie to jump off the deep end. Mm. Yes, they rushed into things, but I think she really liked him and they had taken it a little slowly. It would have worked out. If what they do would the have two taken of you- it a lot slowly? <laughs> yeah. 
what the what do the two of you think about Julie and Neil? Who do you like Julie with best? I love Julie and Jimmy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jimbo and some Juju. Yeah, but you know, Julie, she ends up having a connection with Frank who's Ryan's dad which is like so crazy oh my god I I don't even remember that holy shit and she I'm pretty sure she has his baby oh my god wait wait Ryan Ryan's dad's baby yeah hold on (laughs) or the bullets baby (laughs) no no does Julie end up getting pregnant with Frank's baby yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like in the end she graduates college, Julie. Right. And she's I'm pretty sure she has Frank's baby. That is ridiculous. I know. But also which awesome. is so but so crazy. Guys, please correct me. It has yeah. been a very long time. And again, this is one of those moments where it's like I'm totally Right, like maybe your brain believe. made you think it was that way. No, but I mean, her and Frank do get together. I didn't remember that. That's yeah. so funny. Which, again, it's like, holy shit. I mean, out of all the people, you know. Julie gets around, man. Julie gets around. Hey, Julie. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to get with Julie? <laughs> I mean, and right now and in the past, we were a fan of Julie and Neil. We Definitely. liked our Julie. And Until our he said the comment this ni- tonight, but. Yeah, like, uh, fuck you. Right, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck but you. Mm-hmm. I truly did like them together because he has the riches. Not that that makes a difference, really, it but helps, right? it's, <laughs> it works for her lifestyle in a sense. And they did have this very magnetic attraction to each other and they needed each other. And so I liked that. Be- and then I also liked that it would make Marissa and Summer like sisters. And it was fun. And. All the shows always do that shit where they force friends to be siblings and it's, you know, but mm-hmm. I liked them for now. Yeah. For now. Yeah. When I first wrote into Let's Talk OC, I mentioned that I rewatch the whole series every year, but for some reason with this rewatch, I'm starting to enjoy the third season a lot. I don't know if it's because I'm only watching one episode a week and listening to this podcast that dives deep into each episode. Last week, the both of you said that you are starting to have an appreciation for season three as a whole and the role it plays in the series. I'm starting to also like it, but season four, on the other hand, I wonder if that will be different this time. I'm excited for four. Me Me too. I'm (laughs) truly excited for four, and I'm really excited to talk about it even more. Yeah, me too. Because, again... I say it every week, three and four are the seasons I watched the least. It's been a really long time since I've watched four. So I think the last time I really went through four was with you and Sam. Oh, so that was a while ago. Yeah. Like I, besides the Christmas episode, I don't watch four. So I'm very excited to go down that path again. And I hope so. I hope our... OGers and our people who love to rewatch this series have a different take with listening to us and having these conversations of like, oh wow, I never realized that point. Like we're truly, it's like a, we're just picking everything apart, you know? Yeah, it's good. It is. We hope that you. That's what we're here for. Like that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to discuss every episode in detail, 
have yeah. our opinions, have our opinions of our, you know, 18-year-old selves and our 30-year-old selves. And it's like, maybe we changed your mind on some things or maybe you feel strongly about it and we feel strongly about it or you know whatever it is we just it's let's talk OC we're gonna talk about the OC do you think this show you're an adult would like like I remember my aunt would watch this on her own oh and she and she (laughs) was you know at the time this was on in her how old is my 40s 50s? No. 50s, 60s. Wait, your mom's sister? Yep. She oh, loved this okay. show. Holy loved, shit. Lo- she loved this show. Aunt Grandma loved this show. Oh. <laughs> would watch it. So I'm saying because it was on uh, network television. Right, so. right. Right, that's true. No, I think it was probably a show that my mom would enjoy if it was on. I think it's more than just a teen drama because the parents are so heavily heavily involved like right. yes, we talked about their life but right right they are very present have their own storylines and I think the teenagers aren't so annoying to the fact where you're like I can't watch this it's too immature definitely no I think there's a good balance of all ages liking this show because yeah. they do push the envelope as far as like obviously the gun and the the, the drugs and sex or whatever sure, yeah. so like it is a certain age group for that, but it could go in, you know, anywhere up until you're 90 years old. Like, I don't think there is any age bracket, really, for the show to enjoy it. You know what kind of bums me out, though, <laughs> as, as I'm sitting here? After we finished this podcast, right? Yeah. And I have, like, no one left in my life to influence (laughs) i have infected everybody around me and now through the interwebs of this podcast and now i'm like who do i introduce the oc to yeah i I mean my sister never finished would love that yeah randy i don't i think out of all the shows we ever talked about randy would enjoy this the most I think I think Ryan would like it too. I mean, yeah, it's I think very, he would. Dudes love this show. I know we have a lot of dude following. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like going through my friend list. I'm like, hmm, I could force Kyle to, for, to finish it. Oh you know, yeah, they never finished. But I'm like, man, I want to. It's so fun to talk about this show. I know. <laughs> I know we're not even done. And I'm like, what am I going to do after? I know. And now I almost have that sense of when we were getting really close to ending Tree Hill Talk. And I was like so nervous to end because it was such a solid podcast and solid fan base. And like this podcast is definitely uplifted and rooted to a, a very high volume for our network I feel obviously I would love Mm -hmm. Gossip Girl to get up there like that too but I just feel like I'm gonna be really sad when (laughs) this is over feel like something Mm -hmm. is missing but you know and just just the deep conversation I truly yeah it's it the people 
everybody who writes in, I feel are so on my level. Totally. Yeah. And they're, and they're genuine about it and not just like, oh yeah, like Marissa's dumb. Or right, right, right. Seth said this really funny thing. It's like, no, let's de- let's dig into this and really, you know, that's my favorite thing is discussing these fictional characters <laughs> in this world. So Right. Uh, you know, our next show, we will continue to do the same. Of course. And, and with Gossip Girl, of course. Right, right. We still got a lot of that to do, so. We sure do. But thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lissy, for this week. Oh. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next week for episode 20. Bye.